Hello, welcome back to the Waste of Brain Cells podcast. We didn't have an episode last week, but we're coming with you this week with a banger. March Madness is upon us. Me and Logan are so hyped. It was so sad when the tourney was canceled last year, but we got it this year. It's going to start on Thursday. I'm going to be watching the games all weekend. So we're going to talk about March Madness. And then, of course, the WandaVision season finale came out so we had to talk about that really enjoyed covering that whole show and so now we're finally at the end but glad that we're finally done with it so me and logan can talk about other things in movies and tv well anyways hope you like the show welcome back to the ways to brain cells podcast we are on episode 11 today and, well, everyone, me and Logan are pretty hype because March Madness is coming back this year. We didn't have a tourney last year due to COVID-19. And so, you know, yesterday, I don't know why, I've missed the song so much that I had to listen to it twice. I pulled it up on YouTube and I blasted it in my headphones. It's one of the best sport intro songs. The NFL has, has pretty good ones, but you gotta go with the March Madness ones. But anyways... The tournament is upon us, so today me and Logan will be talking about um, some matchups we're looking forward to in the first round, and we're going to give you our final four predictions because, you know, me and Logan try like to think of ourselves as some bracket experts, so we'll be going over the brackets today, and by the way, me and Logan have started our own bracket room if you'd like to um, be in it. It's on the March Madness Live app, so basically go download that app. And then join our group, which is um, WBC Bracket, WBC capitalized, as well as the B. And then just DM Logan on Instagram for the password. So we're excited about that. So without further ado, let's get into it. Um, Logan, what matchups are you looking forward to in the first round? You all expected me to say this. I'm going to say Carolina-Wisconsin, of course, because I think Carolina's going to win that game. So, of course, I'm very hyped for that. And honestly, I'm excited for the toughest first-round game to predict. I think the hardest game to predict in the first round was Loyola, Chicago, and Georgia Tech. Loyola is very, very good. They went to the Final Four three years ago, and some people are saying this is better than that Final Four team. And then you got Georgia Tech, who got really hot, and in my opinion, pretty lucky in the ACC tournament. But they won the ACC. Jose Alvarado, Moses, Moses Wright, that's his name, right? Yes, ACC okay. Player of the Year. Yeah, ACC Player of the Year, Moses Wright, I want to make sure. Got a good duo in Georgia Tech. I think they're really believing. I I think that'll be a very close game. And also, I got one, also I want to make sure you all know that Villanova's starting point guard is out. So I think them and Winthrop will be a very close game. And I think Winthrop will upset Villanova. No point guard. I think Winthrop gets the upset. They're 23-1. and one. That's my big upset in the first round. All right, I'll get into it. I'm, I'm going with a few upsets. Like, I already got two... 6-11 upsets, and so I'll just go ahead and talk about mine, but the one matchup, San Diego State, who's was a very solid team, I'm pretty sure won their conference, going up against the 11, Syracuse, and me and Logan are familiar, well, I'm not, Wake didn't end up playing Syracuse, but Syracuse is an ACC team, you know, me and Logan are all about the ACC, and Logan sadly had to see the Tar Heels lose to Syracuse, but this is a very good offensive Syracuse team, Jim Beheim. Uh, as a coach, a lot of, um, you know, um, tournament experience. Buddy Bayheim has become their star player. And I honestly, 
I know what people said the ACC was bad this year, and I'm going to be honest, the past couple of years, we haven't been doing too well in the tourney, but I think that this is going to be a good upset, that Syracuse will take that. Another upset that I have, um, it's hard to look, I, I have a few, got to look through the bracket, is just like Logan, I have Winthrop beating Villanova. Villanova's had an up and down season with their injured, with their top point guard injured. I, I had to go with them as well. The two matchups that I'm looking forward to are both 8-9 games. As Logan said, Georgia Tech versus Loyola Chicago. This is going to be a great matchup. Both teams are very good defensively, as um, Jose Alvarado for Georgia Tech was the ACC Defensive Player of the Year. And also, according to um, Ken Palm, Loyola Chicago has the number one defense in basketball. They are Both teams are very physical, and Loyola Chicago has been a good team. They've been in most of the top 25 rankings. And so, will they make another Final Four run like they did in 2018? That was insane. This game is going to be great, physical. But I, unlike Logan, I have Georgia Tech pulling it out. I mean, Georgia Tech has been hot. They've won um, eight in a row, beat Florida State in the ACC Championship. And Florida State is a very good team. So, I got Georgia Tech pulling it out. The other game I'm looking forward to is Missouri versus Oklahoma. Oklahoma hasn't really been talked about much since they are in a very good Big 12 conference. And with Missouri in the SEC, they've been not hurt as much with teams in the SEC being good like Alabama and Arkansas. But I looked it up. Missouri has some really good wins. You'll be surprised by these wins, Logan. They beat the um, they beat Oregon, they beat Arkansas, of course, who's in their conference, and they beat Illinois. And um, we're going to get into it a little bit later, but I have Illinois winning it all. The fact that they beat them, and you know you haven't really been hearing about them much. So Missouri has not been too hot of recently. Both teams haven't been too good recently so it'll be interesting to see which team steps up for Oklahoma they've had some good wins but again they've been losing some because they're in such a good big 12 conference but they did end up beating West Virginia twice and they ended up beating Texas one time they have a very good guard in Austin Reeves and I, I watched one of their games I think it was in the big 12 tournament they were going against Kansas they were down by like 15 like in the second half and they somehow brought it back we're up by three at one point it was a crazy game but they ended up losing but this is going to be as well a crazy matchup i'm excited for this first round i'm just mainly excited march madness is back so logan do you have any other thoughts on the first round i'm looking at the first round i think again people probably need to talk about a little bit more is arkansas and colgate because both those teams, are, that's just going to be an offensive game. Like, that game could be in the 90s. Like, both teams just, like, get up and down the court fast and shoot. I think that'll be a very good game. I actually, Georgetown, in my opinion, just pulled off some a miracle because they, they won their conference tournament as a miracle, basically, because they weren't going to make this tournament at all. Their record's really not that great. I got Georgetown over Colorado. I'm just going to say it. I got, I got Georgetown. They're hot. I'm going to pick them. I got a lot of five. I got, yeah, I got Georgetown over Colorado. Wow, I, I have Colorado, actually. I I guess, you know, it's just because the Pac-12, you know, hasn't been as um, popular as your 
because the Big Ten and Big 12 have been so good. But Colorado has done pretty well in the Pac-12, and the Pac-12 has some good teams. I mean, you got USC, an Oregon team that I think is really being slept on um, in this year's bracket. And that, that UCLA is also in it. Um, there's a couple other teams like Oregon State who I don't know how they came and won the Pac-12 conference championship because they weren't the greatest team in their um, in the Pac-12 and they somehow came and won it. But Colorado has some pretty good wins. They're a decently physical team and I actually have them beating Georgetown. But like Logan said, these 5-12-6-11 games are where all the upsets seem to happen. And yeah, I mean, I have a few more like that as well. Also, one quick food for thought. I don't. I hate playing games. I was gonna straight up said I hate these playing things they do. They're terrible. Cause number one, how does App State get in a playing game when they won their conference tournament? But then you got teams like Drexel who have a much worse record. And they're pretty much in, like confirmed. I don't know. I kind of biased because my dad went to App State, but I feel like they should have at least definitely been in the tournament. Like they should be definitely playing Gonzaga. They shouldn't have to have a playing game in my opinion. Like I guess I kind of biased, but I feel like they got a little. They got done a little dirty. Also. Michigan State beat three top ten teams, and they're now in a playing game against UCLA. That makes no sense. How are they not for sure in the tournament? Who who else has those kind of quality wins like Michigan State has? Right. I want to talk about that. Michigan State's been a weird team. They started out hot. They went cold, and they were just losing a lot of Big Ten games. People thought they weren't going to make the tourney. But how about that turnaround? I mean, they beat. I think they built beat Illinois. They beat Michigan. And they they beat the big three in the big yeah was it Ohio State the third one yeah they, they beat, beat Ohio State Michigan and Illinois they I mean that is them. insane and no now they're in the tourney that, and now they got to play a playing game I mean I know UCLA you know a Pac-12 team that's been all right but no Michigan State I think is way better than UCLA and they shouldn't be having to play a playing game like Logan said I don't like the playing games I don't understand why you got eleven seeds in them like that's a decently we're not super high seed but like i don't know why you're going to do playing games i think you would do it to the worst teams that got in you know the 16 seeds if they were going to do them i just think they should just disband with them but i mean if they do want to keep them just keep them 16 seeds i don't want 11 seeds why why do they have to be punished but not all the other seeds that are lower than them 15 14 13 it makes no sense to me but, Logan, I say we get um, down to what everyone wants to hear, our Final Four prediction. So you got in the Final Four. All right, first one, let's just keep it easy. Gonzaga, they're undefeated. They're for sure going to the Final Four. I mean, you look at them, they got three, a they got three AP All-Americans. This team is stacked. I mean, come on, Gonzaga, there's a reason they're undefeated. Corey Kespert is amazing. Drew Timmy is amazing. Jalen Suggs. Joel Ajayi. This team is stacked. Like, they're definitely going to the Final Four. I think that's pretty much a lock. And then another one I have is Florida State. Now, before you hear it, I know ACC bias. I don't really care about the rest of the ACC. I'm going to be real. I like Carolina, but I don't really care about the rest of the ACC. So, I'm not rooting for Florida State or anything. I just I just think they're going to win it. Because Michigan in that bracket has some injuries. Isaiah Livers was out. And I think Michigan can get upset. I think, the, I think LSU will beat Michigan. That's my hot take. I think LSU in the second round gets Michigan. I, we're in for a crazy tournament, in my opinion. Because this, this year's been weird in college basketball. The Blue Bloods have sucked. All these other teams have been good. And then the tournament's in one location. I think you're going to get a weird tournament. Because this tournament produces so many mixed results. You don't know what to predict. 
So I got Florida State coming out of that bracket. Florida State's long. Florida State's got a lot of depth. They got guys who don't play a lot of minutes, so they're going to be fresh every game. Leonard Hamilton's one of the most underrated coaches in the whole league. And I think the team is good on both ends. That link's going to bother people. And when your sixth man is Scotty Barnes, you know you got a good team. So I think that'll be a Final Four matchup, and I have Gonzaga beating Florida State because they're just better than them at the end of the day. And then on the other side, I have Arkansas making the Final Four. That's a hot take, but I think Baylor just struggles to rebound, and I think Arkansas, with their offense and their rebounding, I think they get one from Baylor. I just think I'd so, I just think that this tournament, like I said, produces many different results, and I think Arkansas is going to end up getting them there. And then I got Illinois in the Final Four to face Arkansas, and I want to also add Illinois has like the hardest road to get to the Final Four, in my opinion. Because they got to look at this road they got to play. They'll have to play either Loyola Chicago or Georgia Tech, two great defensive teams. And then the next round, they might have to play Cape Cunningham and Oklahoma State, which is like a which that team shouldn't be a four seed. That team should be way higher. That team is scary. And then they also got West Virginia in that bracket. So Illinois, hard road to the Final Four, but I think they get there. I think they're definitely debatably the best team along with Gonzaga. Because you look at this team, and you got this team's stacked for Illinois. You got. Dasumu, he's really good. Cockburn's good. Frazier. So I think they will get to the Final Four, and I think they move past Arkansas. So the final, so my final prediction for the final game is Gonzaga and Illinois, and I just think Gonzaga will be undefeated at this point. I just don't think they're good enough to win the whole thing as an undefeated because that's that hasn't happened since the 70s, and it's almost impossible to do. So I think Illinois, just with how tough of a conference schedule they played, they've been more battle-tested. Gonzaga had some really easy games throughout their season. So Illinois, just in my opinion, more battle-tested, doesn't have that monkey on their back of being undefeated. So I think Illinois cuts down the nets. They beat Gonzaga in the championship 81-75. All right. I'll get to mine. I'm going to be honest. I've actually predicted the Final Four correctly one time. I'm pretty sure it was 2015. It was the year Duke won. And so I remember it was like Duke, Wisconsin, Kentucky, and Michigan State. And... The reason I kind of got it right was Michigan State was ranked kind of lowish. And they, you know, I think they were like a seven seed or something made it the final four. I somehow got that right. And I will probably never do that again. But uh, here's my final four. Uh, Gonzaga is going to, you know, get there. I mean, like Logan said, all the great players they had, they're undefeated. And... I mean, sure, some people might think, you know, they're not in that great of a uh, conference, which I'll agree with them on that. But if you go and look, they played so many good teams at the beginning of the season, and, you know, they beat them. I mean, they beat uh, West Virginia, Virginia, Iowa, just to name a few. And so this Gonzaga team, I think, is pretty unstoppable. And I'm going to be honest, I think they don't really have too um, bad of competition until they reach the Elite Eight, which then I think I have Iowa getting there right now. I'm still debating about changing that, but for right now, I, either way, if they play Iowa or Kansas, I think they'll win and get to the Final Four. Now, um, down on the east side... Um, I'm going to have Texas actually get in. Texas has had an up-and-down season. They started out very hot. Um, they, they've lost some games in their conference, and, you know, 
kind of lost some of their hype. But then they came out of nowhere, won the Big 12. And I'm going to be honest, Texas has some high-caliber, probably NBA-level bigs, plus some very talented guards. They've been kind of up and down, but, I mean, I think they're going to turn it on this tourney and end up beating Michigan in the Elite Eight just because Michigan, we don't know how healthy Isaiah Livers will be. And so I got Texas, and then on the other side in the south, I got Baylor. I Logan's take of Arkansas is really interesting, and I kind of like it. Um, but just Ohio State has been very good. And I just look um, just with what I have. I have them, um, you know, being Oral Roberts, which they should. And then Virginia Tech, they'll win. Um, and then I have them going up against Arkansas, which I just think Ohio State has been so pretty well dominant in the Big Ten. I'm just going to say, when you're filling out a bracket, you can't go wrong with a Big Ten team. The Big Ten is the best conference in basketball this year. All their teams have been playing very good teams, so you know that they're all the teams that are in the Big Ten are ready for the challenge. But then, um, I so Ohio State in the Elite Eight, but then Baylor's going to win it and go to the Final Four. Just because Ohio State doesn't have that much size. And I, I just think this Baylor team, I mean, they've been so dominant, only two losses in a very tough Big 12 um, conference. And the games that they lost, they were very close. And then, um, like, I agree with Logan here. Illinois is going to make it. Illinois is so dominant. I mean, they, even though they have six losses, it took them a little bit to find who they were. But, I mean, I just look at all the Big Ten teams, again, that there are, and how well they've done, and how they've just, you know, been very good. They are such a physical team. They have so much talent. Um, I forget who their guy down low is, number 21, but he is a specimen. I mean, he honestly scares me how good he is and how physical and how big and strong he is. And so I think him, and plus they got some talented guards and stuff, will be able to get through, like Logan said, a tough Midwest conference. I mean, I, I mean, I have them going against Georgia Tech, Oklahoma State, and then West Virginia. Those are three teams that are extremely good. I think, you know, the Midwest is one of the toughest there is, but I think Illinois is so dominant that they're going to get there. And just like Logan, I got Gonzaga versus Illinois and Illinois winning it. I don't have a score prediction, though. But, yeah, so these are me and Logan's brackets. So make sure that you join our group so me and Logan can crush you guys. I'm just kidding. I haven't been too good of recently. I'm terrible at picking sports. You're, I'm probably going to finish last. Uh, I can't pick the Super Bowl to save my life. Right. But to wrap up the segment, on Instagram we put out a thing on our story asking who you guys think is going to win um, the whole tourney. And so there's a few interesting picks on here. So let's go through them, Logan. First one is Ohio State. That's a bold take, in my opinion, because I like Ohio State. I think they're a very good team. Anyone playing in the Big Ten is ready for March Madness, because in the Big Ten, you don't have any nights off. You're playing constantly ranked teams every time. But my thing with Ohio State is I just don't love their size down low. I don't. I just don't think how they're going to be able to get out of that bracket, because like I said, you've got teams like Baylor and Arkansas, especially Arkansas. I think Arkansas can out-rebound them. That's what I like about Arkansas. I like teams that can rebound in this tournament. 
I don't see how I just don't think they're gonna get much past the final four. I think Ohio State's ceiling is final four. I have a hard time imagining them going to the final four and then ending up having to beat Illinois. They struggle with Illinois. It's a bold take, I respect it, but I don't see it. Right. They've been very good in um, the Big Ten, Ohio State has, but like Logan said, their size is just going to kill them, I think, in the end. Um, the next one is, of course, I think, you know, this is a very reasonable take, Gonzaga. I mean, Gonzaga is still undefeated. It'd be crazy to see if they could actually pull it off a whole undefeated season. I can't really disagree with it. I can't hate that take. I got him in the national championship game and losing. I I could very well see Gonzaga winning this whole thing. It wouldn't shock me. Illinois, Gonzaga, those are the two I see as the clear two front runners in my opinion. My only concern with the Zags are, like I said, undefeated season. It's so hard to do. We've seen teams be undefeated, go to the final game and lose. Also, remember in 2017, don't mean to brag about my Tar Heels, but Gonzaga was so good. They were somehow dominant they were. They had one loss. They go, they lose. Illinois a couple years ago when Darren Williams was there in 2005. Once again, shout out North Carolina. They they went undefeated. They lost the championship. I just think it's going to end up like that is how I see because it's just so hard to go undefeated. Plus, like Brad said, they beat a bunch of good teams, but their conference schedule is really easy. We, we got to acknowledge that. It's, it's an easy conference schedule, but I can't disagree with Gonzaga. They're so dominant. All right, next one. This one is extremely bold and is wrong. But we got UNC Greensboro, which um, congrats to, like, UNC Greensboro and App State being kind of not, you know, in smaller conferences but making it to the tourney. But, I mean, immediately they're going up against Florida State. And Florida State is just, they are the best team in the ACC. Even though Georgia Tech won the ACC championship, Florida State was the best team in the ACC. They're well coached. But, I mean, hey, it would be a crazy upset. I wouldn't be super surprised by that upset. Florida State has lost to some sus teams. I mean, they almost lost to Wake. So, so that would be a very cool upset, but there's no way they could get all the way there. Okay, when I first saw this, I thought I went blind. Because I thought this said UNC, and I was like, oh, somebody's making, oh, somebody paid my Carolina Tar Heels, cool ball take. Then I saw the G underneath, I was like, this is a joke. UNC Greensboro, you cannot tell me someone sit, someone sat down and really believed that UNC Greensboro was going to win a national championship. That, that That's unbelievable, that's not going to happen. If that happens, props to you, I'll buy you a meal, but but it's not going to happen. Like, get out of here, take this seriously, don't, this is a joke, that's a joke, man, like, that that's a joke. And the last one is Illinois, which me and Logan both Yeah, we've kind totally of discussed with that. They're so good. I mean, hard road, but they're so good. I really want to see Illinois-Oklahoma State. That would, in my opinion, just be so much – that would be such a great matchup. I'm really praying – I'm just hoping we get that matchup. But Illinois, best team in the Big Ten, don't no nights off. Their best player I, – I suck at pronouncing last names. I'm going to murder his last name. But averaging 21-6-5 and then a steal – and he shoots 49% from the field, 39 from three. That dude, in my opinion, doesn't get enough respect. He probably could have easily been player of the year, honestly, with how good they are. But yeah, Illinois, I mean, that's easy. We, we and Brad both agree with that. Right. And, you know, this is going to be... I'm just happy there's a tournament this year. Yeah. I'm happy we're in it. We're I'm sure there will be, you know, some teams who can't end up playing a game um, because of 
COVID. I, I just hope that doesn't happen more down the line, but I know that will eventually happen to some team. But I I'm not. just I, – I hope it doesn't, but I, I just know it's probably inevitable. But I'm just excited the tourney's here. So I know I'm probably going to end up getting my bracket totally wrong or maybe to really good. I don't know. It's always iffy with me. So, but yeah, it's just going to be a great tourney. So make sure you watch the games because that's what I'm going to be doing. Yeah, I'm really looking forward to it. I'm glad my Tariel's made it. I was kind of scared at the beginning of the year that we were going to miss it. Also, Brad, you might hate me for this. I think we have a chance against Baylor. That might be delusional, but I think we could possibly upset them. I think you have a chance. I just yeah. When you got when you got four really good seven foot bigs come like you got Brooks and Baycott starting, then Kessler and Sharp off the bench, especially with Baylor's kind of bad rebounding. I think we have a shot, but Carolina's so weird. I could see him either. I could see him losing in the first round, and I think I could see him being a dark horse Final Four team. Right. I'm I'm also going to say they got a good chance against any team they play. The size that you guys have as a team is crazy it's just it matters on if you guys will hit shots or not which i think will be your downfall against baylor yeah i don't, I don't trust us to pull off the upset i just think we maybe can all right it'll you be a guys run, have for the, a chance. run for a money game all right i think we have a chance it'll be one of those run for the chance. money games also this tournament is really weird if you really think about it how the mighty have fallen kind of because carolina eight seed michigan state ucla are both 11 seeds in a play-in game Duke, Kentucky, Louisville, not even in this thing. That, that's just weird. I, I can't even comprehend that, to be honest. I thought Louisville was going to get in, but wow. Yeah, I'm shocked, too, to be honest. All right, but yeah, that's going to conclude it. I'm going to tell you, I think this is the year the ACC stops sucking in the tourney. We used to be so good, but we haven't recently. I think the ACC is going to start turning it around. But yeah, thank you for listening to this part of the Ways Brain Cells podcast. Welcome back to the movies and TV section of the Wasted Brain Cells podcast. And for anyone who's been listening for the last, like I'd say, last five or six episodes, or actually the last, like, I don't even know how many we've been, we've been covering WandaVision for the whole show. We've been covering it since episode one. And we all know the finale came out a couple weeks ago, so let's talk about the finale. We're going to talk about what happened in episode nine, and we're going to talk about what we liked, what we didn't like, and as well as review the show out of ten, and talk maybe about what we're going to review in the future. So, Brad, what did you think of the season finale of WandaVision? I'll be honest, it was, it was pretty good. You know, you have just like, you know, it was a superhero show, so you know there was going to be a villain versus hero showdown, which was honestly pretty good. I, I'm going to be honest, it was pretty cool. A lot of the effects and stuff that they had, and just Marvel was really playing with something they really haven't before with all this magic stuff. So I thought that was pretty cool. Um, I really thought it would have been better, like, if... Wanda didn't kill Agatha there. I In the season finale, maybe she got away. And so maybe they could, like, you know, make her a villain, like, later in the sh like, like later in the MCU. But I don't know. I guess, you know, MCU has their other plans, which will probably be, you know, just as good. I don't know. I just thought it was a little bit weird. You know, we just met this villain two episodes ago. Now she's dead. But I it was a good finale. A good, a, a lot of good fight scenes. You see the um, Wanda's kids actually, you know, are also fighting, so it's kind of like, you know, they're all a family, you know, um, fighting, it was kind of like the Incredibles a little bit, like, especially that one scene where, like, they're all, you know, next to each other and they're all about to fight different things because Vision is also fighting 
a different vision that um sword has made like but it's like white he's white and i don't know what he has in place of the time i mean the mind stone but so it was also kind of funny how you know vision and this other vision were fighting and all of a sudden vision says to white vision you know why are you like programmed to kill me and you kept on questioning him actually made like white vision realize why am i going to kill this other thing that is actually me it was kind of funny you know wanda's fighting to the death against agatha and her kids and monica are kind of fighting all the sword trucks that came in and just vision white vision are just having like this theoretical conversation so that was kind of funny and i'm going to be in the um be honest the very end of the episode was good the end scenes were both very good i will talk about the very last one that was really cool i'm gonna be honest the like towards the end of the episode where wanda realized she'd have to kill westview and end up having to kill vision and her children i'm gonna be honest that was a very sad scene and you know also showed that you know this show wasn't just about being like a superhero show where it's all fighting i really liked how the show played with a lot of like themes about losing people in life and how they kind of you know i don't know made you actually you know feel emotions in the show as well so logan what did you like about the episode i'm gonna point off what you just said this show really doesn't it doesn't really have like a superhero like traditional arc where it's like oh i got a superhero i gotta go find this person i gotta go destroy them it's kind of like wanda's kind of like the villain i say for the first half of the show and then they introduce an actual villain the first thing i loved about this was the fight scenes because in marvel we're gonna expect a big fight scene i mean we all knew when episode now is 50 minutes we're gonna get some big fight scenes so i said wanda and agatha had some really good fight scenes especially when uh, wanda tricks agatha i mean it just shows she is pro she is definitely the most powerful female in the MCU, I'd love to see what they do with her character from now on. The Vision theoretical conversation was great because Brad said he got all this chaos going on. The kids are even fighting, and then he got Vision and White Vision just completely just having this conversation, this deep conversation, like why do you want to kill me, like why? And then they're just having intellectual conversations, and that was great. I do agree some things in the show were kind of rushed because you know Agatha was introduced late in the late in the series, and we only got like one scene of her past, and we didn't really get a whole lot. I feel like they probably could have handled that a little bit better when they threw in a villain near the end. And honestly, I think we could have got a little more with White Vision. Because I feel like they just threw that in at the end and didn't really... They, they kind of explained it, but they could have shown a little bit more. They just threw it in there, and then he goes away, and then we never see it again. So I feel like some plot lines are kind of rushed, in my opinion. But as Brad said, you get to the end, you get the emotional part for these kids that she's only had for like nine episodes. But like you said, there's still an emotional attachment. And I'm glad Wanda made the a uh, correct decision in my opinion because she can't keep these people just locked up in this prison forever because it's just not the right thing to do and it just shows she is a good guy after all because she's not going to keep vision forever because that'd just be selfish but yeah I, I thought it was a very i thought it was a very good finale now i understand some people didn't get everything they wanted because in endgame you got a lot of fan service there wasn't as much fan service in this one but hey it's how tv works right now you can't have everything you want but yeah, I thought it was a good finale, and I thought the end credit scenes were incredible, because it's, it's setting up way more in the MCU. It's actually setting up the movies, too. Like, these shows are going to intertwine with the movies, and I'm pretty excited for that. Right, I think we've got to talk about that very end scene, though. So basically, towards the end of the episode, you know, after all these sword people kind of come in to 
Westview now as, you know, everything unraveled and, you know, things are damaged and things. And Wanda knows she has to, like, leave because, you know, she doesn't want to be arrested or anything. So she escapes after having, like, a heart-to-heart -heart with Monica. And so at the very end cutscene, we find that she's living by herself, like, in this cabin that she has, like, up in the mountains. Which I wonder if it's, like, back in her home country of, like, Sokovia or something or where that is. But that's irrelevant to the scene. But anyways, we see Wanda, you know, is it's, like, morning. She's having some tea and so she walks in the house and as she's like making her tea it like um cuts away from her and goes back into like the bedroom of the cabin and then we see like this other version of Wanda where she's actually in like um I guess the suit or costume that she kind of got when like she kind of got a hold more of her like scarlet witch powers and she's flipping through that um book that Agatha had and it's like it makes you think like is she, like, learning all this, like, dark magic, or what is she, or is she just learning all this to become, like, a better witch, you know, understanding her powers, but I don't know, just the way she looked, it looked like she was doing something evil, but we're not too sure about that, but I also thought it was weird, you know, there's, like, two versions of her kind of at the same time. What did you think of it, Logan? It really tripped me up, because we get to the end credit scene, I was like, oh, it's just some, like, like I said, it's a little house, and it's just, like, kind of the middle of nowhere, and I was wondering what it was, and then I was like, oh, that's just her after the show, relaxing. Then we see another version, like, casting a spell, and I'm like, whoa. So I keep hearing, I think this is going to play into Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness. I think that's going to play some role in that, because I think that film's going to determine the next phase of the MCU. I feel like that's going to be the next big movie that's going to determine what the MCU goes from here. But yeah, like I said, that, that end credit scene surprised me, because the first one didn't really do much for me. The first end credit scene was just, man, but that one... That one had me kind of shook at the end, I'm not going to lie. I was I was really impressed, and I feel like that one's going to keep me on my heels for the rest of the MCU phase. Right, it was um, a very interesting scene. Excited to see what the MCU um, does from here. I, I'm pretty sure, yeah, this Friday, um, the new um, Marvel show comes out, which is... Um, the Falcon and the Winter Soldier. So excited to see that one to come out. It seems like this one is going to be more like your classic, I don't know, kind of like superhero show. Looks like it's just going to be action from the beginning. So excited to see that. We're not going to cover it like we did WandaVision because me and Logan, you know, would like to talk about some other, you know, movies and TV shows that, you know, not following a new one. It'd be cool to, like, talk about some of the things that we've wanted to talk about um, when we started this podcast. But, Logan, I say we rate um, WandaVision out of 10 what we thought of it. Yeah, let's go ahead and do that. I'm going to admit, first three episodes, I was kind of nervous. I was like, I don't really like this. I'm going to be honest. After the first three episodes, like, I get what they're doing here, but this isn't really working for me. Then once you get to episode four, and they start explaining everything, and they start putting everything together, it becomes really good. Now, like I said, first three episodes, not that good. I think some of the things were a little rushed and could use a little bit more time to explain. Instead, of just they just threw some stuff in there, in my opinion. And we don't get every storyline answered fully, you know what I mean? Some characters have more to do in one episode than the next. But for what Marvel did with this show, I'm, I'm really, I really liked it. It entertained me. I look forward to it every Friday. And we hadn't had the MCU in so long, so it just felt good to have something. So I'm gonna give it just an eight out of ten. I feel like it was de I feel like it was really good, and I would definitely recommend watching it if you're a fan of the MCU or just need a new show to start.
Um, I'm going to go with a close answer with that as well. I'm going to go with seven and a half. This show was very good. It was exciting to have, you know, some MCU after like a year without it, which is crazy to think about. Um, but yeah, like Logan said, the first three episodes, I got kind of nervous. I was like, please, I don't want this to flop. But then, you know, they kind of got, you know, into bringing us into details of what's actually going on outside of Westview. And they did do a decent job, because, like, the first two episodes, it was like, this is kind of boring. But they gave you hints that something bigger was happening. And so, with the TV shows nowadays, you have to do that, create anticipation, so people will want to watch the next episode. And But I'm going to be honest, I think they still could explain some things better um, when it comes to all, you know, the classic su superhero kind of vibes you need. I, I feel like they it wasn't the best that Marvel has done compared to some other works, but the themes that the show tackles and how it's not just all about, you know, superhero movies where it's all, like, fighting and stuff, but they brought in some very powerful themes, and I really liked how they played um, with that and kind of making Wanda seem like she was kind of like a villain. So, yeah, I'm going to give it a seven and a half. Um... So, it was a very good show. I enjoyed it. Me and Logan both enjoyed it. Also, I just want to say for the future of this segment, since we're not reviewing Falcon and Winter Soldier on a week-to-week -week basis, because we just want to review it all at once, what we plan on doing for this is we plan on reviewing newer movies, because we all know the theaters are starting to get newer movies, like even better ones, like Godzilla vs. King Kong comes to the theaters at the end of March. We're starting to get more movies into March, April, May, so we plan on reviewing newer movies as well as older movies so like anything in the theater anything new on netflix hulu just streaming services and just maybe some throwback movie reviews that's what we plan on doing from now on and we'd love to hear y'all's like opinions on that if you got any movies to recommend please let us know yeah so that's going to conclude this episode of the wasted brain cells podcast thank you guys for listening well that's the show Hope you enjoyed it. It's really good talking about March Madness. Um, I'm kind of a nerd and I'm going to fill out multiple brackets. But we hope that you'll join us in our bracket group. Remember, get the March Madness Live app. Um, you hit groups, join our group. WBC bracket. WBC capitalized. The BM bracket capitalized. And then just DM Logan on Instagram for the password. Um, if you're a Duke fan, uh, you won't like the password, that's all I'll say. Um, but yeah, join us on that. We'll be covering all of March Madness all the way to the championship, so... Yay, no football for a while. Anyways, because it's in the off-season. I'm going to enjoy talking about basketball for these next weeks. Um, WandaVision is over, but um, Winter Soldier and Falcon Show is coming out. I'm excited to watch that. We won't be going over it, though, until the end, because me and Logan have other movies and TV shows we would like to talk about. Um, make sure you're following us on Instagram at Wasted Brain Cells Pod. You know, we're interactive there. Put out polls and questions each week um, to help us with the episodes, so make sure you follow us there. That's where you get main our main updates on when episodes come out as well. Thanks for watching. <laughs>